did you see my toot? I, uh, oh yeah. Can you retoot? Can you retoot my... Hey everybody, this is Jeff. It's Bros, Bios, and Beer. This is episode 154. It is 2021. I made it. Scott didn't. I don't know where he is. Hey Andy, how's it going? Hey, this is 2020, 2021. Welcome. Let me show you the office. <laughs> hey, Zach. <laughs> boogity, 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 hey woman. Okay. What's the boogity, boogity, boogity yeah, part of that? Yeah, what is that? Isn't that... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a NASCAR guy. That's right. Oh, right. I should have right. had a cue of my phone that did an actual prayer that was reminiscent of a Ricky Bobby-style Talladega Nights prayer, and he closed it with, boogity, 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 amen, and the crowd went wild. So That's right, and he was blessing sponsors and cars. He was mentioning sponsors, cars. Uh, he mentioned uh, his smoking hot wife. Well, then he should have said, <laughs> not just amen, but... A woman. Well, uh, do you know where the a woman comes from? I, I don't. Yeah, I know. There's, I, I don't know his name, but it was at a congressional prayer, I think. Something. No, some, it was just open. Yeah, it wasn't a, I don't even think it was a special oh, prayer. Oh, yes, I do know. I do Methodist, know Methodist uh, pastor. And he's, he closed it with, actually, you know what? Like, amen and, and it means something. It wasn't something. just a woman. But that's how he closed it instead of amen, uh, a woman. No, uh, he, sa- he said them both. Right. Amen that's right. and okay. a woman. <laughs> okay. He is obviously Still not. time for a second. Not uh, a, he's not a, there's no way he is a pastor. Well, and he, he did make references to like uh, all. Uh, <sighs> that's what I was looking for. But yeah. to say amen. Uh, no, no, it was like all the gods are the one, are one God. Oh, right. Right. He was giving the opening prayer on the opening day of the 117th Congress. That's less uh, episodes than we have. So, <laughs> second Congress. I think they go by years. Continue. But he also said... Um, Season 117 <laughs> of the Congress. Okay, well... This is great pod. What are you yeah, drinking right now? I have agreeable folk... By West Coast. It is an IPA. and From oh, society? society? Wait, what? How? Why am I getting messed up with the West? I'm, I almost said West Coast IPA, but it's not West Coast IPA. It's society. Wait a second. I just had one of these uh, at the pizza place. Rams game? Was that the same one? No, this isn't what we had. Um, we were at a local pizza place, and we were social distanced uh, <laughs> drinking together. <laughs> And it was Society IPA. I'm not sure. It might have been this one. It, it tastes familiar. This one is. I did see it. Saw Agreeable Folk. And I thought the world needs more Agreeable Folk. So, so we're hey, going to start hey. by putting this into the universe amen. right now. Yes, amen. A and woman Andy, what do you got there? Mine is looks oh, less Belch. agreeable. Is that Belching? Belching Beaver. This is the Deftones one, the Phantom Bride. So as you know, welcoming is your beer can covers look mine does not because it's got uh like a dia de los muertos <laughs> it looks skull. like grateful dead it, yeah it looks intense it's a grateful dead beer but it's good i like it and i think i'm guessing that's another is that a hazy or is it west coasty uh blend of amarillo citra simcoe and mosaic hops um i don't think it's a hazy i had a friend get me a four pack of those and i think i had I think I had some difficulty drinking it. 
Really? Like emotionally? Yeah. You didn't like it? There was some tears. This is um, actually on the can. Um, gosh, what's his no, name? No, I don't think I liked it. Homebrewed Christianity, Trip Fuller. He likes to use the word zesty to describe things that he enjoys. And, and on this can, it says citrus, pine, and zesty. And I will say, I agree. Is it zesty? Is that like a zesty? Seven and a half percent. Does a little zesty uh, lemon peel or orange peel or something like that. Let's see what this little zest. Us. Eternal God, noiselessly, we bow before your throne of grace as we, in our roller coaster representative government. <laughs> yep. When many believe that. Undying flame. I'm getting to the end. And may we model community healing. I like that. Control our tribal tendencies. Worthy of this high office. Insert in our spirit a light so So far, everything I've heard, I like. Politics as we really are. Um, it's a great speech. A uh, prayer. A uh, speech. Uh. Bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us. Upon us and be gracious unto us. Oh, here comes the good stuff. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon I don't think us you need to and give hands. us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, mm. now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen. And a woman. <laughs> Somebody take oh him my out behind the shed and smack him around a little bit. Well, uh, I don't condone that behavior, Jeff, because I'm a Christian. But how about public spanking? <laughs> I will say he's taken a lot of heat and not just like react. You could, you know, the people, you know, the deal, the type of Christian figure that's a leader on the conservative side that's going to react and freak out, but he was taking a little more pushback than just conservative Christians. And I'm not sure, I don't, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time about this, but maybe give me a couple opinions if you have them guys. But the whole amen is not, I don't think it's like a masculine term. It just means may it be, or may it be so, or right on it could mean right on I'm, ima- I'm imagining him waking up with his wife in the morning and she's like so what, what are you gonna do in the uh the prayer but he also are, are you gonna change it are you gonna make like how, how would you cover everybody he's like oh how would i say a woman you know that that might cover it <laughs> I, it uh, i will say it's a hell of a virtue signal i mean uh and i'm in case the listeners don't know I'm pretty voraciously egalitarian when it comes to gender roles in the church. I don't have the women need to be in this box and men do this box, but this is just, I don't know. It just feels uh, like he was trying too hard, a little too thirsty to be not be canceled progressive, but he also mentioned Brahmin. Yeah. Well, and he looks a little bit older, right? I mean, you would say he's probably in his 60s, maybe 70s. I wonder if his wife has um, already gone through womenopause. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or is she still women-straining? That it's is, such a... It's so uh, stupid. That is, sorry, that is right up there with the, the Retrumplicans. <laughs> oh, Retrumplicans. <laughs> Uh, someone told me that Trump needs to start his own uh, his own social media platform called Trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to your horn. Uh, but that's it, good. I actually just, like that. 
Did you see my toot? I, uh, oh yeah. Can you retoot? Can you retoot my? Fantastic. Uh, they're not tweets. They're toots. You like how I naturally, I naturally started to sound like Ben Shapiro. Uh, hey uh, guys, uh, can you retoot me? We're now gonna go at five hundred miles per hour. Anyway, gold is where you want to put your money. Uh, no, it it just it seemed corny, just corny and what i don't understand is i you know that all that stuff has been read and like pre-blessed by the powers that be like someone already looked through that and was like yeah multiple people probably were like yep we're well, good do this assuming maybe nancy pelosi looked at it i wouldn't expect her to I, push I'm, back against that i wish much. they had a camera on every single or at least groups of people when he was saying that see who's nodding yep that Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, I like that he just um, in one fell swoop dismissed all religions by including all the religions as the them all being the same religion. Now that conversation, like a um, what's the proper term for all kind of all roads lead to the top of the mountain type of a thing? Uh, there's a term for that. Universalism. Well, yeah, but that's not what I was looking for. Uh, what I was shitty lo- theology. What I was, lo- yeah, that's maybe closer. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I think that's a fun conversation to have. Well, for me personally, not right now. Obviously, Jeff, don't look at me like that. We're not going there. But <laughs> I was thinking of something else. You're lucky. Yeah, people, you're off the hook. people express people worshiping. If there is one God, the idea that different cultures would have different words for that God and different expressions of how they worship that God is not that crazy. Um. Now, whether they're all the same or equally close, you know, that's a different conversation. But I don't, I don't like hear what he said about different faiths uh, looking to one God and and get offended or th- think it's super heretical. Although I, I understand why some people would, but that is an interesting conversation. Maybe well, pluralism. There it is. Pluralism. We're equating all the same. Uh, basically, th- the different people expressing their faith. But it's basically if there is whatever the one truth is, they're all moving towards in that direction. Uh, that's not a great description, uh, but that's the idea. It's kind of all roads lead lead to the top of the mountain, right? Um, or maybe all roads are going up the mountain, but some of the roads stop before the top. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to th- bridge the gap between it's total bullshit and maybe there's a little something to that analogy. But let, we can move on. No, Brahmin. I don't know. Brahmin man in high school. I thought, I thought that was uh, in high school. Mus- man, top music. Brahmin, top Brahmin. <laughs> get my calories. I feel top like um, Andy wants me to high five me because that's. I mean, that's worthy of that's... womanstrating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're creating vocabulary for the BBB. But uh, uh, I, I think about the pastor getting up there doing the prayer, and it's where he's doing it from. And what it rep and what people might say it represents. Like this is, you've got the side that's like this is America. It should be in Jesus' name, Amen. And we keep moving forward. And then we got to hear all of this, and that's where people get caught up in the. I'm supposed to be represented by this person praying, and they're talking about all kinds of gods. And what is this? This is my America. It's like. Well, there is actually in a way what he did 
is probably more appropriate in the context that he was in, given that there's not supposed to be government support of any one religion. The fact that he made it super broad and open for interpretation, maybe that is the appropriate place to be doing it. Or maybe we just, if it's going to be a problem for people, like where's the church of Satan? Because they, they like to sue the government to get their weird statues next to the Ten Commandments in local communities. They've actually won a couple of those suits, uh, or it's the Satanic Church. I think those are two different things. But their whole point is like, we're not actually worshiping Satan, but we're kind of trying to prove a point about freedom of religion or and the government staying out of that. So maybe, um, maybe we need to incorporate a couple of Hail Satans just to make it, you know, get, get every angle covered. There used to be a really great skate shop in Santa Barbara called Church of Skating. And the puns just keep going <laughs> it on. It was real, though. The, I know. I real. love that. <laughs> it was a good skate shop. I love that. Uh, yeah. Anywho, it. well, man, 2021, guys. Uh, New Year's resolutions. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't do those. Do you guys do those real quick? No? Uh, I think about them. That's yeah, kind of where I'm at. It is the thought that counts. Yeah. It's the thought that counts. But it is, I mean, as the calendar turned to 2021, it's increasingly clear that 2020 doesn't end just because it's 2021. If you're looking at the news and paying attention in any way, because man, there's turmoil. It does feel a little bit like uh, 2021's kind of given, given it the old hold my beer. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's that's, like the that's stock- not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah, right. It's like the stock market. It's like no, it can't go higher. And stock market's like, hold my beer, bro. Yeah, yeah. just gonna go higher. Oh yeah. I mean, people storm the capital stock market. Ah, new high. Let's just do that. Yeah. None of this matters. There was something else I saw on Twitter that uh, drove me nuts. It was a. It's a. There's a lot of. Uh, there's no love lost for Trump on most of the social media platforms, parlor notwithstanding. But ouch! May it rest in peace. May it rest in peace temporarily. <laughs> At the Maybe time of this recording, parlor is is not functioning. <laughs> it's shut down. Um, but I saw multiple, and when I say multiple, at least three that I can think of. Blue check marks on Twitter, which is like verified person. Right. Generally, it, it holds a little bit of weight. If they tweet something, it gets pro, uh, preferred in the algorithm if you're verified. But these are kind of the left of center Christian theologian types. Um, and I think this was before the storming of the gates. It's not connected to that, but just for time reference, because things move so fast these days. But multiple people that were not connected to each other saying a version of, I'm going to say something that I've thought about, but I I would never say until now, fuck Trump. So multiple versions of that, like bet you didn't think I would ever say fuck Trump or I'm not the type of person that would say fuck Trump, but fuck Trump and apologies for that. Uh, I should have warned people trigger warning. My head's about to explode. Do you know that if you say trigger warning before, whatever you say after that, you're more You've likely lost. to trigger people? That's a scientific fact. That's how the brain works. So saying trigger warning is less helpful. Back to the F Trump thing. When you said is less helpful, I felt triggered because you said trigger warning right before that. 
That's how strong that it's, suggestion it's is. It's powerful, Andy. <laughs> I'm having heart palpitations right now. That's just because you're playing VR golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did get my blood boiling. Maybe that'll be in the what are you consuming section. We'll see. <laughs> uh, teaser. But I never felt like slamming an, a fake golf club down <laughs> the ground. But I did tonight. Go and pounding some fake beers with the fake... <laughs> clubhouse of the fake <laughs> golf course the turnaround from hole nine to ten there's the usually the ladies in the golf cart selling beer <laughs> oh fantastic um so anyways this trigger not the, a word the the f trump i i just thought i was so irritated because when i saw more than one i'm like oh my god this is like the definition of kind of an npc moment of like these people that think they're being edgy and unique by telling an outgoing president to F off and also realizing that their platform generally doesn't contain that kind of language. Like if you take one of them on their, on its own face value, it's like, wow, they feel really strongly and they really had to get that off their chest. But then when you see multiple of them, I'm just like, okay, guys, you're not doing anything. Does this move any ball? However you define ball forward, in any sense of the word, is is the world better at all by that? Answer is no. And it just comes off as stupid. Time, it's time to heal, Zach. Seriously. <laughs> That's so passive aggressive. I mean, just, I, it's from some of those people, I saw them parroting. Bi- That's what Biden's message was. Let's. We need to heal. We need to restore, it, guys. restore the land, whatever he said. I don't remember exactly, but... His thing was like, okay, we need to stop this negativity. We need to heal, come together as a nation. And those people were retweeting that shit. And so, okay, let's do it. Put your money where your mouth is. You don't become the monsters you're fighting. And there's a lot of that shit right now. And see, now I'm cussing more because Scott's not here to hold me accountable. And you guys aren't doing a very good job. So sorry, Scott, wherever you are. I'm just going to catch you on grammatical errors. Well, (laughs) I wouldn't blame you for that, but... Anywho, so well, that's another pet peeve. That's that's the segment, Zach's pet peeve of the day. Yeah, okay. That was the ending uh, theme song to Zach's pet peeve of the day. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, are we just stroking our own egos, or is that what social media is? I know yeah. it comes up, but it's just like, the world needs this from me right now, and then you do that garbage. And I don't even like Trump. No, you're not. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, it is it is a narcissism machine and it and it has i think the man i have a lot of thoughts about this dang i didn't see you coming down the pipe with that okay well i didn't plan on it either i know we don't plan anything listener this is all freeform um i think that social media is part of causing uh causing society to feel a sense of over inflated importance about themselves and about their thoughts and their um, and what other people think of them. So it fuels narcissism. I also think it fuels I I don't know if it fuels but I think it's related to the fact that life is so steady and so protected and so good that we are trying to invent new problems or we are overinflating problems. Um, to to have something oh, to worry about exponentially, you know what I, I mean. Totally agree. Like, um, 
we're creating things that are out of thin air that I'm like, that didn't have to be a problem if we weren't even right having this stupid discussion online. Right. So I think, I think those things are, are directly correlated. Um, it reminded me, <clears throat> there was a quote from C.S. Lewis, and I can go track it down maybe in the, if someone buys me some time. But the version of it was, it was um, C.S. Lewis talking about what are Christians supposed to do in the in light of the atomic age. So at this point in time, uh, the atomic bomb was being developed and and there was general concern and fear. Like I think they were doing drills in schools, for example. Like, hey, you got to get underneath your desk. Like that's going to do something. That's my favorite one. Right? Like if there's a nuclear bomb. <laughs> um, and... And so they were kind of, I think the, the, the question to, that was posed to C.S. Lewis was, what's the Christian's response? Like, how do, we, how do we react with this? And he was basically, I'm going to paraphrase poorly, but he said, uh, you do what you did before scientists found yet one more new way for us to die. <laughs> and he's like, when, if and when that comes, that is you will find us doing the same things that we were doing before, which is having drinks in the pub and going to the park. And like his point was, uh, this isn't new. This is just one more way on top of a very long list of an inevitable end that we will all face, which is death. So don't, uh, don't change your life so drastically that, uh, just because they found one more new way to die. (laughs) Right. Unless you're a wife beater. You should probably change, you know, adjust <laughs> that trajectory. Or, I mean, there could be a couple other things, but, you know, think about that. Jeff, what are you chewing? I see you spinning. I see your brain spinning. What's your no, brain I, tongue chewing on? No, I don't Tongues wanna, don't chew. I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, I've, I mean, I, I, I hear, I hear Andy. You affirm. And I'm, I'm with that. And I, I, I don't have much to add. And therefore, I won't. Okay. So then what's next? I don't know. Death threats? <laughs> Death <laughs> threats. I've only had a few. We K- did have... Kidding. A, there was a pastor that did... Uh, he apologized, actually, for being wrong about a prophecy about Trump being reelected. He apologized to his his people. And he started receiving death threats. But who's his From people? those people? <laughs> What do you mean his people? <laughs> what do you mean his people? Well, great. Since we're going there, you guys got to fill time so I can pull this up. Well, was he? So he was walking that back, and he and he's apologizing. Is is he a? Uh, he's a head pastor. I'm assuming from a significant church, significant enough that we've learned about this. And Jeremiah Johnson. He, uh, that sounds significant. Is he sounds like a superhero because he's got the alliteration name? Double J, J squared. Yeah, Peter Parker. No, thanks. I don't want your pop-up Christian post. Clark Kent. I did read through that article, and man, it is just disasterville. Yeah, Evangelical Prophet. Wow, that's how they start the article. Evangelical Prophet. Well, we'll let the listener decide if he's a prophet or not. Said he's now getting death threats from Christians after apologizing to his followers Thursday for inaccurately prophesying that President Donald Trump would win a second term. For a timestamp, Thursday would have been, today's the 11th, Monday, whatever the Thursday before this, January, er, (laughs) 
and he's doing math. You almost no, had it. No, I'm just no. I'm doing the. I'm doing a different math right now, which is like he got death threats from Christians. I know. <laughs> and then the, my brain instantly went to like, oh, so well. Can you lose your salvation? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's where this conversation goes. Okay, actually, it's funny you say that. On the homepage of Christian Post, when I saw this article, was also one by uh, John Piper about. What are the best ways for Christians to question their salvation? Oh, really? I am not lying. That is just such what, a... What are the best ways? Yeah, because Christians should constantly question your salvation. And I think there could be something there. There could be something there. But knowing his theology, which is based on control and fear, that's I'm guessing that's not how he would put it. Hey, Christian. Did you repent for that last lustful thought that you had the other day? Have you been questioning today? What's, what's, what questions do you have about your salvation today? Jeff? Did you ever wonder if Jesus was real? Do you ever think that the devil's more powerful than Jesus? So you have to cling extra hard to your <laughs> salvation, otherwise the devil's going to pull you away. Do you wonder if things got lost in translation in the Bible? <laughs> do you ever think that... Something clever was going to come out of my mouth that I didn't think of right now. <laughs> Do you struggle with the, the concept of the Trinity? <laughs> Do you ever pray not to the Father before the Son, but after the Holy Spirit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that should have been intelligent. <laughs> I just picture if Scott were here, he'd be sliding his chair away from <laughs> oh us. Gosh. And dear Lord, we would just like to thank you for this uh, for this fine feast that has been brought to us by uh, Powerade's <laughs> new flavor Mountain Berry Blue Blast. <laughs> it is refreshing. Okay. So he apologized for inaccurately prophesying that President Trump would win a second term. He also called out Christians for the idolatry of the outgoing president. Hot take. Revealed in a statement on Facebook um, that the attacks have shown him that parts of the prophetic charismatic movement are far sicker than I could have ever dreamed of. There's a longer Facebook post that he wrote which contains this information, but he did mention it was some of the heat that was vile, according to him, came from uh, people in certain prophetic circles that are basically like, don't go back on your words. Because there's a lot of prophetic types that didn't walk back their prophecy that Trump would be reelected because, of course, it's not the 20th yet. Mr. Biden is not Mr. President yet, officially. And so God like guaranteed that oh Trump is going to be president. I mean, I have, we have a friend of a friend. Um, I, I know people that were at a shindig and... Uh, the friend was like, guaranteed, wait for the sixth. All will be revealed. Nothing. All will be revealed and 100% Trump will be have a second term on the sixth. And of course, the sixth is when the, right. the storm in the gates happened and um, nothing really changed in terms of trajectory. Actually, before Trump got kicked off, and we're not going to do politics, don't worry, Charles Honeycutt III or whatever your name was. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Uh, Charles before he got kicked off Trump had a video where he basically he did concede and said there will be a peaceful transition and now when I clicked on that you can't get to it anymore because he's suspended 
<laughs> there'll be a peace, peaceful transition to me, maybe. Oh, dude. <laughs> I think he said. But <clears throat> so so these uh so his listeners or not his listeners his followers. Are, this is weird. I'm Why not would sure Christians be hint. just ripping him up and down? Is that what very is Christ-like? And they said that. No. They said there were exactly. other Christian prophets prophets that were doing that were responding. The Lord told me you're gonna die, and also He told me I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> like what? Is, what is happening here? Well, he said, can we just identify them as fringe? Can we just say that? Yeah, we can. Golly. And maybe let me, I'll try to find a couple Andy, comments. I felt like I was in an episode of better call Saul right oh, there or something. Gosh, dude, it feels like it Maybe breaking back quote. I would like to repent for inaccurately prophesying that Donald Trump would win a second term as the president of the United States. I refuse to blame the saints and say it didn't come to pass because they did not pray enough nor will I proclaim Donald Trump actually won, so I was right, but now it has been stolen from him, which is a thing that's going on in prophetic circles. And speaking of saints, I predict that they will win the Super Bowl 57. (laughs) (laughs) They had a great win. Oh, my gosh. They're moving on. Let's not talk about football. Can you imagine if uh, every single... Did the Steelers lose? Oh, my God. That game. They were down 28-0 to in the first quarter. Sorry, the first snap. The center who's world-class, probably one of the number ones, he's been top dog, snaps it over Ben's head to the two-yard line, which Roethlisberger and I think maybe the running back goes... They tried to dive in on it, exactly and it squirted sh- into nope, the end zone. It didn't even squirt into the end zone. They didn't even touch it. And then the... they I mean, it was horrible. I'm like, that's how the game starts? First play of the game, defensive touchdown by the Browns. And then inter- four more interceptions... And, you know, and they almost, you almost felt like they had a shot when it was like 42 to 29 or something like that. I'm like, ah, this is ripping uh, my heart out. I'm anyway, sorry. Jeff's a Steeler fan. So, ladies and gentlemen, that yeah. was a tough game. But yeah. man, yeah. when the center hikes it over your quarterback's head, first play of the game, my first thought is like, somebody had a bet. Somebody yeah. just made money. Yeah. That is oh. like, my tinfoil right. hat yeah. went straight on. Yeah. Yeah. All the Steelers are like, well, we cashed in $3 million right so, there, so we're all good. So do you think that, uh, w- okay, what if there was some sort of system that forced prophetic people to publicly apologize for missing their uh, prophecies? And if that happened, what effect do you think that would have on the world? And let me uh, let me qualify all this by saying, I don't feel like there's a lot of public prophecies that occur in you, general. So maybe this doesn't even matter. You might be in, well, none of us swim in charismatic <laughs> circles. Um, there are some charismatic people that go to the church w- that all of us intend or attend. We also ad- intend to go there, but most weeks we don't. Um, speaking for myself. <laughs> but <laughs> there are... Uh, in charismatic prophetic circles, there's a lot. There's a lot of I declare. Yeah. Um, Chris Valentin, Beth, the Bethel types. Um, I think Valentin was one that apologized briefly because he prophesied Trump winning, and then he walked back that uh, that prophecy because there was so much in the air with all the legal challenges. Um, 
I don't know where he's at now, but, but what this Jeremiah Johnson did mention is that there is a lot of like, I'm not apologizing because I was right. It was stolen. So my prophecy is still good. Mm. There's a lot of that <laughs> going on. And so, she, okay. Jesus was ripped off and will have his day in court. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is? Come on, that's that's ridiculous. Well, that's that's what I wanted to th- kind of unpack, maybe, or think about. Kind of what you said, Andy, about the uh, apology is like if there was like I like that the way he apologized. I like that he said I specifically want to apologize to any believer in whom I have now caused potential doubt concerning the voice of God and his ability to speak to his people. As a human being, I missed what God was saying. However, rest assured, God himself is not a liar and his written word uh, should always be the foundation and source of our lives as Christians. I disagree with that last part, but uh, that's a different conversation. But that, that, so he can say anything at any point in time now and, and then always fall back on this. Yeah. So is, is it, I missed it. If you speak, if you, give a prophetic word and you get it wrong. Do you get gimmies? I'm sorry. Mulligans. Mulligans. Yes. Do you get mulligans or are you like shot as a prophet? Like, sorry, bro. No more prophesying. Like, is it like one and done or, and then from that point on, you're a false prophet. Well, maybe, maybe defining what the intended role of a prophet in modern day history is supposed to be. Oh, I like that. Given that you guys haven't spent any time thinking about that question, what is a modern day prophet role in your opinion now? And you reserve the right to change it. Come on. Yes. And this. The only thing that I can think of was uh, that Paul Mooney's character in the Chappelle show where he was um, Negro Domus. <laughs> and I'm hesitating because I don't feel like I'm uh second hesitation. I can't imagine I don't think why. I'm qualified to be able to to give the quotes of, of Negro Domus, but you know, listener, uh the Chappelle show is one of the gems of modern American comedian comedic uh Amen. history. So go look up uh Paul Mooney, Negro Domus, and enjoy yourself a laugh. Unless you have delicate sensibilities, in which case what are you doing listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. People love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the quote I was thinking of. Um, so you didn't have to do it. I didn't have to do it. Thank you. Thank you, Paul Mooney. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. It, it's tough. I I will say that there's one time in my life that I had someone prophesy over me. Have you guys had this happen to you? Yes. Yes. And um, I will give this person uh, a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because he was he felt <laughs> he approached a little bit like an unwilling participant. If that makes sense. Like he was, he was kind of like, I think I'm supposed to do this. Yes. It felt like, it felt like that. And young guy or gal, we were both in college. Yes. And he was like, Hey, uh, he he was almost didn't want to say, he's like, I'm okay. I'm going to say this. And, and I feel like, I don't, I don't know, but here's the thing. And he goes, I just, and he describes the, the thing. It wasn't, and it was broad enough. Did you know the thing? Uh, well, I, I guess I could share. It's not really, I don't think it's really special. 
you're going to meet a female someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. A human? <laughs> yeah, it's like horoscopes. Uh, you have a big decision coming up this month, and you're concerned about it, and you're not quite sure what the answer is. Hey, put a pin. <laughs> oh, I got that Chinese cracker, put, too. Put a pin in the horoscope idea. I like that. Okay, but- so he... Yeah, no, he said... He said, I got a vision of you standing in front of uh, a large group of people and you were teaching and reading from the Bible. You too? That's amazing. I wish he would have prophesied that I was part of you too, but that wasn't in it. <laughs> you too, the band, I mean. Oh, I'm with you. I was listening <laughs> to them today, coincidentally. There's this thing that will come called Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I prophesied on that yesterday, and it came true. Oh man! So Wait, yeah, so he said that, and and um, <laughs> fortunately, it wasn't it wasn't very weird. I think I, at the time I didn't. We were on a mission trip in Costa Rica, and it was which is the only mission trip I've ever been on, unless you count domestic mission trips. Anyway, uh, mission fields in your backyard. I felt like I was. Yeah, I'm felt, serious. There's four non Christians back there right now. <laughs> What are you guys doing in my backyard? You want to know Jesus? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, if so, so it didn't blow you away. It didn't blow me away. I also didn't know how to receive it. I think I just said thank you. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. yeah. You're a nice guy. That's sweet. Jeff, the prophecy that people have uh, prophesied over me. Oh, so it's happened more than once? Yes. The same one more, multiple times? No. Oh. But it seems that it's always been more encouragement than prophecy. I like that. It's more of a which is fortune cookie. (laughs) But it's nice, and it's nice to just have people come up to you and say, and one person I didn't even know, and say really encouraging things. But it's that hey. There's just something on my heart, and I just feel like it's for you. It, is it okay if I, I pray over you? No. The Lord wants me <laughs> right. to, to encourage you to stop posting on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, I've actually done this to individuals, and I'm pretty sure years ago I told at least Zach this story where I... I wasn't listening. Pulled up in the parking lot, but it was at Starbucks locally here. But I didn't go in the Starbucks parking lot. For some reason, I went and parked out in the middle of the parking area. And there was like, it's a big old supermarket area. And so uh, there was just a truck right next to me, just random how I pulled up. And I'm just, I see this guy sitting in his car and he's looking down. I'm like, is he reading something? Like, and then he looked up and then he's just sitting there and at that moment he's like why is this middle-aged guy in sweatpants looking at me <laughs> through my window and at that moment Head to toe in red sweatpants i and- literally <laughs> I, a god spoke to me and said get out of your car and go pray over that man right now and i did and and i Wait, t- mentioned to yourself that- or to him physically like I you talked to him out and and i said hi i just god just told me to come over and because I've prayed for millions of people in secret. And, pr- and and prayed for him. He looked up at me. I swear like God was looking me straight in the eyeballs. And he said, I... Did you ask for permission? No. You just went up to a stranger. I, no, I went up to them and I'm like, hi. I just... 
God has compelled me to come to you and pray over you right now. Is that prophecy? Well, what I was speaking was I spoke and I actually followed up with this guy and it was about, I prayed, there was some work and some relational things. And I remember his, he actually, after I was done praying for him, he's like, I literally am in the middle of a war with my wife and I'm searching for business. And you could tell he was like some type of contractor or something like that. Yeah. And I followed up with him and I literally had a tearful conversation with the guy as he's like, I don't, I don't know if it was you, I don't know if things were going to happen, but I'm just so thankful that you just encouraged me that day. It was really more of a push. That's cool. And I was like, dang, that was fun. Did you wrestle with God at all before no. officially getting out of the car? Nope. Like, okay. No, I looked over for a moment. I'm like, really? Yeah. And it was almost like, yeah, yep. Or as Scott would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got out of my car and went, and uh, I seemed. To so before you prayed, did you do any uh, asking questions about like what do you need, or nope. did you just kind of like nope? You just ran. I already with it? know. I already something was already there. I don't know where that came from. It wasn't the only time I did it, and I was doing that a lot um, back in those days. Kind of lost my ways. Need to get back to the Bible. I'm not joking. I've feel uh, feel like I've dried up. Were you ever at the Bible, Jeff? I was really. Yep. Okay. Sec- second Chronicles. Uh, second has hesit- third hesitation. Third hesitation. Okay. I hesitated. <laughs> it's actually three hesitations, but three we'll hesitations. Two Corinthians. Two. Cor- two Cor- both of them. <laughs> anyway, that's the problem. I've let I've let humor get in the way of me taking the Bible seriously. Yeah. These well, God is very serious. Is that uh, the problem? Mm, I'm using it as, as an excuse today. So you want to get back into the Bible? I do. You feel convicted? I do. To use Even talking about right now, I feel like, I feel shame. Really? Yeah. Do you feel shame or is it guilt? Uh, it's both. Can oh, we do, really? we could do some junior high prophecy uh, which is my version from junior high. Uh, Whatever we, it we takes. We grab a physical bo- Bible and we just start just flipping through pages and I'm going to stick my... Whatever. F- I'm going to make eye contact with you and stick my finger... Let's do it. ...on the page and see what... Where's the Bible? I'll go Ooh. get a Bible and we all need new beers. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's some that will think I'm mocking uh, that form of prophecy and to, to-, to that, I say you are correct. <laughs> But many of us, have, I used to many do of that us have for done, real. I, so for have real. I. Yes. And I think functionally we can do that. Even if we don't physically do that act, we'll do a lot of like, God, what do you have for me today? And then if something happens, we just assume like, well, I asked God, you know, this, this, I, I needed a sign from God. And so this thing happened. And so that's definitely God. Um, and and maybe like I know a lot of people that live by that, but also maybe things happen and you can I I will compliment you, Jeff. I've said it on the podcast before, but your version of of prophecy is you've been in seasons of your life where you're just looking for that person that needs somebody. 
Jeff. You are yes. And so yes, you're on a run and you see a guy that's by themselves, and you you go to that person. It's less about like I need to have God tell me exactly what to do, and it's more like there's opportunities all around us all the time. Absolutely. And you have been tapped into that frequency, and will take advantage of that, which I really appreciate. And I love doing that, but there was a little bit of payoff in that. Well, I mean, payoff might be the wrong word, but reciprocation in, there was a gentleman at our church and he was just one of the guys that I wasn't connected with him, but I would just see him and his family. And he was, he was a little bit older than I was, but for some reason I just, Uh, that's pretty old for the listener. I can't, I can't, I can't, I mean, this was 10 years ago when I first initially started like going up, (laughs) <laughs> oh, so the statute of limitations Andy's has passed. Me. You can mention his name. Go ahead. No, no, it hasn't. So I just kept going and running out. Hey, man, how you doing? And I would say hi to his wife, and and uh, you know sometimes they had the kids with them. But eventually, he just seemed to show up here and there over the last three or four years. And I'm like, man, are they? I wonder if there's. You know, they're just having challenges or whatnot. And he's a corporate guy and he I think he does very well. And but regardless, I just kept on going out and saying hi and we'd have just short chats and it was all good. Um a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't seen him for a long time, and I can't remember what he was doing, but he came and found me walking out to my car, and it was like the 20 times that I had gone out to like find him in the parking lot and just say hello, he actually came and found me. He's like, Hey Jeff. I'm like, Holy mackerel. Hey, I haven't seen you. And he's, and he had this glow in his face and he was so happy to see me. And I was happy to see him just cause I hadn't seen him in so long, but it was a really nice. Um, it was a nice moment just to, have not that oh thanks for reciprocating now i feel good but it was like okay maybe doing that just going and saying hello or just seeking out people there's something that stays with that person like okay it's not one one time where you're like hey how's it going that's great it's 20 times out of the parking lot meaningful impact and all of a sudden it was like holy mackerel there's energy between the two of us and it's good and my day is better his day is better and i'm loving that this uh has continued over the years i like that it's uh i don't know it's it's the fun part of just connecting with people even when it's just uh hello but you know that hey you know what we both care so that's a good thing. I want Andy's got his prophecy, and w- did he point? Is it okay if we do this, Andy? That you're going to prophesy over Jeff? Wait. Jeff, you can do it to me. Wait, sure, and I'll do it to Andy. Andy, you didn't fl- uh-huh. you didn't flip and pick, and then be like, "Nah, that can't be it." I've done that too. <laughs> well, I probably should have, <laughs> but we'll get to okay. that in a second. What I really like about what, all the stuff you just said, Jeff, I like when it's all this stuff. I yeah, all that stuff. It's it's fun and it's interesting. I do appreciate it. I am an extreme doubter constantly all the time. And I roll my eyes every time there's a church environment where they're teaching prophecy. It's been 
it's usually a version lately it's a version of like just experiment like just ask god what he wants for this person and it's it usually ends up in my the secular part of my brain interprets it interprets it as okay i kind of know this person mm-hmm. that we're doing this exercise with you can kind of have a feel for what's going on in their, in their life and you just give them some encouragement and that's a natural yeah that's a and that's it's a natural great thing so even if this is like science mike's axiom even if there's nothing supernatural happening, it is still beneficial for human thriving by speaking to somebody, and dare I say to use Christianese, speaking into somebody's life, like, hey, I think that you should know this from me when I tried this with somebody that we all know in the, uh, okay. mu- in the music okay. ministry. Okay. Um, it was several years ago, but it was kind of one of those exercises where it just felt super uncomfortable. But I just told the person, Hey, you, you are totally uh, something like you're, you are capable and equipped for your life at this moment. Some version of that, like you are enough, a version of like, you are enough. Mm -hmm. And that person, it meant a lot. I could tell there was like, there was melting going on. Like they were like, like a release of tension. Like they really needed to hear that. And however that works, it it was a great thing for them. And it was helpful to me. Although I still carry so much doubt when it comes to like God telling people to yeah. do things. Like I, I really struggle with that, but prophets are, were seen to be as the, the, the mouthpiece of God, right? Yes. That was the general like purpose of it. It wasn't necessarily always about tell, like fortune telling. Yeah, it was Correct. more. I think you can make an argument that I, I know Scott leans heavily towards the prophets in the Bible were future telling. There's that aspect of it. There's some of that, but I think by and large, it's like calling out bullshit behavior. Like, you guys keep doing this. Yeah. You're, you're going to have problems down the road. Like, Old that's why they did, people hated them in their hometown because they were like, you need to stop this behavior. Because this is pissing God off, and there's going to be yeah. problems. Yeah, and that's that's the like. That, that's why I think when. Well, I don't know. Do you guys have this? Uh, I think usually my my first reaction or the first thought that comes to mind when someone mentions prophecy is is the like fortune telling, future telling. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't wanna, I don't want to demean it. Fortune telling makes it sound like I'm demeaning it. I don't mean to do that. It's it's decreeing something that will happen in the future because you have gotten some sort of supernatural download which is a lot of these trump predictors yeah that falls or, or under that d- there's a lot there, but that's just on in the news right now the list is unending of of topics that fall under this uh, umbrella but but i i think i'm guilty of overseeing what you guys have kind of described like my question to you when it was was well like is that prophecy when you described getting out and and praying for that guy and maybe maybe it is and listener you know call me out if i'm wrong or you guys call me out if i'm wrong but if but if part of being a prophet and prophesying prophesying is is being the mouthpiece of god so to speak then then those things seem totally legit like those kinds of activities seem totally legitimate and that this is something that god is wanting to communicate to you now it feels like he's using me to help communicate this thing 
And honestly, like in those types, like what you described, Zach, uh, it's hard to argue that that's not something that would be that that God would want that person to know, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, I said mm-hmm, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> we are podcasting. I was like lost in the conversation. I just, I, you know what I mean? Like that. So it, that doesn't feel like a leap to me. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it it dilutes the concept of prophecy or dilutes the concept of a prophet to to hold that kind of loose interpretation of or definition of of it. But is, uh, so is prophecy paralleling predicting I think it's a both and or can also prophecy be I have been God has spoken to me and I'm going to go pray for this person or is that not prophecy it's like this will happen or you you're in a good place and continue down this path that you're on i think i think the prayer of hey i really feel like god wants you to know this is is a version of prophecy encouragement and building people up or or, uh challenging them in a healthy way yeah to to help with the goal of seeing people thrive that's my kind of prophecy and I, i think that's it doesn't have to be weird i think prophecy in terms of future telling is way overrated, and I don't think God gives a crap about that. I think God cares about love. Okay, so on that, I had just, and you guys have heard me, I've had terrible words that I've said about Governor Newsom and what I wish would happen, and I would do it myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But this actually, the last um, message at church, I was teary-eyed at home, because I realize, man, I, I'm just not connected. And when you're not connected with people, you can just lash out at people and feel like, you know, you can do that. Yeah. And not like, man, I, I wish, (laughs) I, I, I wish I could have Gavin Newsom in front of me to just have a conversation to connect and, and not feel like I want to snipe him from a hundred yards out, um, because that'd be that's a horrible thought. With a paintball gun, people. Okay, I mean, don't it's, go I'm crazy, not, right? But I, I'm like filled not, with acid. Non, <laughs> the idea of ascorbic acid. It's vitamin C, people. Okay, the, the poison the, darts. You could you could sum up everything that's going on that like we're not taking care of. We're not truly taking care of each other. Because when you, if we were to continue and 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 do this constantly of encouraging people, people we don't know, it it truly does change the world. But we don't do it, and so you know, we I think we find ourselves in a very disconnected world where, man, if we if if but I think you're right. Have you have you guys ever been in a long distance relationship? Yeah, briefly. Briefly, but a long, long time ago. I think most people say briefly, and I think there's a reason why it's briefly. <laughs> it's because it doesn't work. It it typically doesn't work. And and we as humans uh, will do one of two things, I think, when it comes to long-distance relationships, and just depending on how we're in general feeling about that person. I think we tend to fill in the blanks with either like our 
version of the best thing, which may stray far from reality of who that person actually is, or if we're not feeling good about them, it may be the worst thing. And I think that the current situation where you have people quarantined at home, not being able to spend a lot of time directly together and engaging one-on-one and face-to-face where you have this disconnect of relationship, I think is pouring fuel on the fire for um, a lot of what we see today. And, and just in terms of like a, a, an overall disconnect and um, like the most inflamed tribalism that we've, uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. Period. For and sure. And I grew up in the 80s when the Lakers played the mother effing Boston Celtics. May they die a thousand deaths. <laughs> yeah. And, and the Pistons. Yeah. Screw I mean, those the, guys too. Screw those guys. Bill Lame Beer. Hey, it's in your name. Lame. 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 <laughs> yeah. But there, I like that example because as a, as a teacher, You've taken that environment away from kids. You've taken business, you know, being in the office around people. You've taken church away. I mean, not that it had to be done, but people are so compliant that it is, it's, it disappeared. And so now you've just got people not connecting, feeling angry about whatever, and then just lashing out. And because, yeah. and they feel comfortable doing it because there's no connection whatsoever. It's like, yeah, I work with you, but that was six months ago and I'm pissed off. And well, and you know, on the, on our overseer board, I remember talking to the group about this years ago or no years ago, months ago. It's actually oversee her. Thank you. <laughs> Over, uh, we double it up. It's oversee her. Thank you. Oh yeah. Compounded uh, female. Cause interest. there are two females on the over. She, her board. Oh, a woman. And, and I remember sending a, a text to the group cause we were, we were camping up in Kern river and I had, a, I had a morning to myself and was just reading. I'll get to the point really quickly. Uh, thank God from Paul's letters. He's, he's talking about, he's writing these letters to these churches and it's pretty consistent. He does it multiple times. He's like, I'm writing to you and it's good to write to you, but I wish I was there. Is I'm paraphrasing for him. Like I wish I was there. I, it would be better to be with you in person, and and that is the human condition. Like that is how we are wired. Introverts, I don't care what you're saying right now. You still want to be around people. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need that personally. That's how an extrovert thinks. What What is the quintessential command in the New Testament? Or one of them. And then we'll get to prophecy. I'll give you other. the answer. Uh, love your neighbor as yourself, <laughs> right? Mm. And, well, love the Lord your God. <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. Now, what happens if you don't love yourself well? Or if you don't feel loved, you aren't, you don't belong. Your identity is misplaced. Uh, you are unloved by God, the divine. Insert any secular term, the the universe, like you don't belong here. That's interesting. I'm not thought about it that way. Uh, I'm trying to make it applicable to everyone that I think a lot of what's happening, it's like, it's if you imagine a circle, each one feeds off the other. The way you see that God loves you and the way you experience that is equips you better to see that in other people. 
And I think people become a mirror. And when we don't, when our identity is tied in what other people say or who other people are, as opposed to who you are. Do you think that's a fault? And you are, listener, totally worthy of love and accepted. If you were to actually grasp that and experience that, and occasionally I have tastes of that. Mm. When you have that, the mirror you see in other people is different than when you don't. And so I think there's a lot of projection going on. There's a lot of misplaced identity. And so it spins out. It just spins out off into the universe of hate because you can't, you don't feel loved. And so even if you're trying, even if you have the framework, like the idea of I need to love people the way um, I love myself and you want to try to do that, if you can't, if you don't love yourself, and you won't love yourself if you're a Christian and you have this language to describe things. If you don't love your, you can't love yourself well if you don't feel loved by your Creator. Well, I don't think that's possible. And so, and if that doesn't happen, you cannot love your neighbor as yourself in a way that Jesus was getting at. And I think that's kind of the heartbreaking reality. People are mirrors and we see what we hate in ourselves and other people. Mm. And we, we hate in ourselves because we don't feel loved and accepted by our creator. Uh, man, that's, I think you're right. I think you are totally right. Um, it reminds me of that statement that, you know, how you love God is how you love others. And, uh, the, the, as you were describing that, the and thing can was, you love God if you're afraid of him? Or her. Uh, I'm going to channel Scott here for a moment. I think using the term the fear of God is not um, the same. It, it doesn't mean the same thing as like, I'm scared of the Resident Evil 4 VR game that I just played the other day. Which is really scary, I've heard. Which is terrifying. Oh, anyway, yes, it's, it's terrifying. You thought how bad you were uh, swinging at golf today on VR was bad and scary? <laughs> <laughs> This is, that's nothing compared to this. And yet we were not going to talk about that. I know we won't talk about it, but Jeff, I think every once in a while, doesn't have a career in VR golf. (laughs) Uh, So the thing that, that's, that stuck out to me while you were describing that is it's, it's really hard for me to feel like I can have a, um, like an unfiltered idea of, of what I think God thinks of me. I like if I'm being honest, I feel like I'm I am influencing those thoughts and I don't know how to not influence what those thoughts might be. You have a lens you're looking through that everything gets filtered through you and everyone else. Yeah. And yours I mean, is different than other people. Do you feel do you do you guys experience that too? Is it is it do you feel like you can get a like a <laughs> an unaltered view? Uh, or, or a crisp, clear view of of who God, what what God thinks of you, who He thinks you are, and how He views you. I've had the answer is short. Answer is no. I'm going to say yes, but continue. slightly longer answer is there's been a couple of glimpses where I've had. Okay, a glimpse is a the, yes. The only thing I can describe it as is what some people say is a mystical experience that I can't put into words, where it's just a little taste of like the complete acceptance and belonging um, where any concern of 
of my like things that I was doing wrong or bad thoughts or any the weight of the world, what you're supposed to be doing, what you could be doing better, where that disappears and you're just totally accepted. I've had a couple moments of just just like a taste of that mm. and just where you I'm brought to tears and yeah. It's not, it's in a weird way it's like I had that moment. I would like that those moments more often, but it's odd that I don't I've tasted that such goodness but I don't feel the need to like pursue that. Like I don't feel the need to chase that dragon to use a heroin reference because everyone, <laughs> our audience is comprised of 50% well, <laughs> heroin survivors. So. <laughs> and and uh, before we get to Jeff, your response, which is yes, which is the most Jeff answer of I get all that. So it's, thrown it's off. So Jeff. But then you walked it back. <laughs> uh, I did uh, a little bit when I said taste. No, I was talking to you. Oh, Uh -oh. you. Then you have. It's a yes for you. It is a yes, but I don't. I don't every day. I would like to cultivate a spiritual practice that uh, gets me closer to that because I believe that's what I was starting to look up. uh, Corinthians. I can't remember if it's one or two, but it's in all the weddings. (laughs) But three, where it describes what agape love is, Mm. and that's what I believe. God is, and it's love is patient, love is kind, doesn't boast, it, it doesn't uh, doesn't envy. I'm paraphrasing my translation, but if that's if that's the goal, and you can tap into that, and that's the way you are loved, that will go a long way to helping you see other people in that light, in spite of their yeah. shit. Jeff, one of my favorite things about you is I think that you are someone who does a great job of embodying how you love others is how you love God or reverse that formula. However, Mm -hmm. it it works both ways. I think, I do think that is one of your superpowers and, uh, and I think that there's some weird connection to that. Lindsay and I've always, we've had this discussion multiple times, like we've been given this advice and we've given this advice to others when you're not doing well, when you're struggling, when you're feeling down, it's, and sometimes it's been to with people who we know who are depressed. Right. And we've said, Hey, go, go volunteer somewhere. And, and part of it is get your attention off of yourself, give of yourself, but also recognizing that like when you're doing that, there is, there is some reciprocity that happens there that, that, that you just feel better. Like it just, it's weird. It just happens and you feel better. I'm sure that when you walk away, when you walked away from that encounter with praying for the guy in the parking lot, right? like it, it felt good to you. It felt great for him and it felt good to you too. Right? Yes. Almost like a dopamine kick. Yeah. And, but I, it's like a a God kick, which is a pretty like, it's a genius formula. Nicely done, God. <laughs> but what, what's crazy is... Way to it, spread your love around. Right, but what's crazy is when you think of... When you, you can get caught in... I love the way she did that. Created <laughs> that. Like you're just describing God. She... Go ahead. <laughs> you can get... You, you can get caught Ruined in thinking it. about that like people could try and deceive you like, oh, you're just yeah. doing that for yourself and... Oh, you feel good. You feel good. Like you yeah. did. And, um, and that's, I think a lot of people just get caught up and they, 
people who are depressed see the Oh, does it make you feel people. good to make people feel yeah, good? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're, oh you're, you're brightening people's day. <laughs> right. What an a-hole. Debbie Downers out there that that oh, you just, oh you're just so selfish just like, get to them next they're next in line that's Jeff. exactly right they just you just go go and step on that in a good way i i have seen the clarity in which is a youtube song mystifies me um where i'm like why do i not continue constantly considering how good it feels to just be be thinking about the bible be thinking about god be praying be exercising mean doing good things for myself that are going to better me that will just can that'll facilitate or uh yeah facilitate me even going more after people and loving people um and and that's kind of where I earlier I said ah, I'm just I've dry I've dried up a, mm. a a lot and I have I don't find myself praying at the dinner table or praying for with my wife or praying with my kids or you know being excited about going to church but I think con- it's considering it's yeah hang out with me too much <laughs> well <laughs> no I, I bet but, for you one fuels the other. <laughs> Your engagements with people and your chance to be able to connect with them and to encourage them and to like, uh, to use the most Christian of Christianese, do uh, it, love on them, yeah, love on them. <laughs> it always gets gross when a junior high. What's Andy high, doing over there? When, when, when he's loving an, on them. When an incoming he's junior high on them. It, oh, incoming junior high pastor. He's encouraging. Talking about man, I just I just want to love on your kids. Well, nope, 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 nope. I have heard no, that exact no, phrase. No, 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 no. no. Uh, but I, every I, church needs a resident sort of pervy person that's like, nah, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> don't don't say that. I'm in public relations. I know how that's going to be interpreted. Um, that yeah, you have to have a terrible mind if you're in PR. Yeah, PR people are just the worst. Uh, I. Can can I like diagnose you for a moment? The fact that you've said that that you are noticing, I think you not praying or feeling like you're praying at the, the the dinner table and having these other activities. I think those things are a symptom, and they're not they're not the cause. The cause for you is that People. that you you are wired in a way that that you love God through loving people. Absolutely, and when that's taken away from you, it's causing distance. It's for my you uh, energizer battery. And even though in this current, totally, em- it's current it's environment, you Jeff, you this current environment, you're less. You don't have certain fears in terms of COVID nineteen that other people have. Like you're you're operating in a way that's more normal. I'm glad you specified that it was the nineteen one. And <laughs> yeah, we'll see what the 2020 and 2021 update does, but. You don't have, even though. By the you, way, am I supposed to taste this beer? Because I don't taste anything. I don't know, but I think <laughs> I feel like I feel like I can't wait for EA Sports to come out with <laughs> COVID two K twenty twenty one. I don't want to be on the front cover of that one. <laughs> Who's on the cover of that Fauci? He's doing a he's doing a layup. There's a player with the COVID, the actual COVID virus, with all the spikes. No, on their that's head. the ball. 
Oh, yeah, they're dunking it. <laughs> He's oh, dunking the COVID man. virus. I'm sorry. It's too soon. Too soon. But you, Jeff, you want to be out there. You have been stifled the way you operate. You can't go up to strangers in the same way you could before. Nope. Um, and so it's natural. I, I would encourage you, if I could just prophesy for a second here. Uh, Scott fell out of his seat. the idea of scott actually listening back to this podcast and falling out of his seat just tickles me i love that that's me falling out of my seat not gonna happen that scott (laughs) scott's more likely to die tomorrow than Uh, listen to this podcast what was i saying wait till you see what i pointed to in the bible continue i can't wait teaser prophetic uh oh i meditation came to mind and the few times that i try to meditate there's always like you're you're trying to like win at meditation and clear your thoughts and just empty your mind. But stuff comes in there, constant barrages of thoughts and you can kill yourself over it. Like, why am I thinking of that? Oh, I shouldn't have thought that that wasn't, that was good. That wasn't a sin. That was a sinful thought. I shouldn't have done that. But instead the good teachers will tell you, okay, I see that thought. You just recognize it. That, that happened. Yeah. Recognize it, move on. And I think that can, where you're at now there can be, I'm not worried about you spinning off into guilt, but you feeling like you need to get back some elements of your faith the way they were before is just like recognize like, okay, right now I'm not praying as much. What What's the, what's that about? Let me think about that for a minute. But don't be like, I need to be praying more and I, I can't believe I'm not doing this. And then you can spin off into these guilt cycles. Uh, no, so, and you're right. Part of that is... Just kind of recognize Why it. didn't I... Right. And and it's not like, oh, I gotta do this. It was it's like maybe you need almost this break. apathy. Maybe you need this break. Like, and I hate like I, just, I'm too competitive to think like, oh, I've become apathetic, but I feel like I've become apathetic about a lot of things, but still it's it's life is good, but I'm still like, oh, I'm not I'm not doing what I want to do. This society is stifling. I, I have actually a soundbite from what you did with what you, in the way you needed to do it. And this person was describing the way you operate. So let's go to the tape. Want to know where to invest a thousand? It was working. Shit, that's an ad. <laughs> it's an ad. Give me a second. Ben Shapiro. Buy Bitcoin. Are you one of my... It's very, very special because if you can see... He's talking about you, Jeff. Numbers all go... To 11. Look, right across the board. 11, 11, mostly 11. Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is that any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push (laughs) over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Jeff, uh, that was great encouragement. Jeff, you need to turn it back up to 11. These go to 11. I know you I'm go on to fire. 11, Jeff. I'm on fire right now. Uh, that's so <laughs> that, good. That was great encouragement. Thank Dude, you, Zach. Christopher Guest sounded like a baby in, to the point that I thought you'd sped it up. <laughs> I can't believe I know. it. Wow. You know what that was from? No. Spinal Tap. Oh, I, which I have never. This one goes to 11. I've never watched. 
watched. Uh, well, you you only need to watch like the first thirty minutes of it. And okay, it gets terrible. It's not like Clockwork Orange. It's kind of <laughs> like um, it's great. <laughs> There's a lot of insider stuff if you are, have been in a band before. That's pretty fun. It's very accurate. It reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. Also, when you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, this is not as great as I remember Dude. it because there's so many quotable lines that are fun. Like if you drop a Napoleon dynamite line at the right time, it's always a winner. And that's similar to spinal tab or all the Christopher guest movies. We yeah. just, we watched best in show with the girls uh, recently and they'd got a kick out of that. Wait, the dog one. Yeah. Love that. And then we found on ESPN, the Osho, Ocho, Osho. Uh, we saw an actual rerun of a Westminster dog show. It's yeah. not far off. It's is not. It? It's so no, great. That's the beauty of what they do. Uh, and they're uh, the one of the last ones that I saw in that kind of series of the mockumentaries was uh, a mighty wind. Yep. And there's a scene at the very end where they're they're singing this song, and it's it's the it's this folk duo that come that had had a breakup they like they'd had a uh, i think they they were in a relationship at one point while they were making music it's like very 60s 70s ish kind of uh drama they break up and they never they'd never come back together never performed again and they come back together for this one like reunion concert mm. and they have some like special song that they do and it has a line in it that they're talking about a kiss in in the song and they used to do this thing where when they would perform it live, it would like the song would like slow down to this point where they'd say the kiss mm. and they would actually like do it. They'd kiss each other on stage. And, and uh, they're like the commentators as they're doing this. Uh, it's like a telethon or something like that. <laughs> and the commentators are like, are they going to do the kiss? We don't know. We're going to see. But it happens. And even with all that cheesy buildup, I remember like, getting the chills and yeah. seeing it happen. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they did it. They did the kiss. That's it's so oh, rad. so sweet. Is it English? Is it an English? No, it's a, it's no. American. Okay. It's, but I think they bring in the same dude to like as a best in show. Oh, okay. To do the commentating. Right. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. That's great. That's, that's hilarious. Now, as promised. Oh. Should we prophesy over Jeff right now and then Jeff can do me and then I can do Andy? Yeah. I don't like the way you said that, but... uh <laughs> guys i just want to love on you uh with my mouth and so, so and uh, you can drink it in orally okay so who who gets this one wait so you literally wait, who gets you who open gets the bible i open the bible <laughs> and you put your finger so, on so it so think about this it's if you've been a christian any number of years and then you have a general understanding when you hold up a bible if someone was forcing you to like make divisions, you know where sections of the Bible are. So if you're going to thumb through it and then drop your finger on it, you're, you can influence it. So I'm just being honest with you guys that I knew that I was aiming for the new Testament. Okay. All right. And I knew that if I went for the middle, that I'd be landing in Psalms and there's some doozies that could go poorly. Well, it I could, mean, kids it could heads go get smashed off rocks. <laughs> Speaking of that, <coughs> oh my God. Jeff, Jeff, put your phone down. Drink this in. Yes, I need you. Oh my God, this is why. I'm so sorry. This is you're compounding your own problem. I'm sorry. I was looking at the Bitcoin price. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my buying opportunity? Uh, Not for me. We're in the Gospel of Mark. 
and we're in 831. Mm-hmm. Jesus predicts his death. So, wow. um, Jeff, this one's for you. He began to teach them. And I want to, like... Uh, no preface, I've, just go. No, no, no. Before we even do this, I'm not trying to make fun of this. God, are you Zach? Right I'm not, I'm not trying to... What's going on? I, I don't want this to seem like I'm trying to make fun of this. Caveats. Um, I, I'm treating this more like this is an interesting experiment. Also, it is kind of fun looking back. This is what I used to do seriously. And, and well, maybe it is serious. I don't know. I mean... Well, then just do it. The way that I would say it, the, the, well, because I don't want this to be... We're not poking fun and it's not I don't want to seem like dead an serious, yes. but we don't know. The yes. listener is going to assume any poking fun is done on my part, Zach, right. and so they can send hate mail to scott at brosbiblesbeer.com. I'm not trying to be a dick about this. Is that is what, what it I'm says? what I'm really trying to get. To. Uh, well, what translation is this? Uh, no. <laughs> Extra okay. living. Uh... So Jeff, and maybe we can uh, maybe we can interpret this together. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to listen to you prophesy over me. Can I pick the voice that I do it in? <laughs> can I have can Sean? Do it can I have Sean Connery in uh, the Sean, Hobbit? I want Sean Connery. Uh, okay, as uh, Gollum. He then began to teach us. Okay, them. stop. <laughs> As a worthy uh, try there. Yeah. And it was good. All right. Uh, he then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Yep. That last part, the way that one closed out. That was for me. Boom. What? The thing, so, thinking, having in mind the things of men versus the things of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, Touche. Oh right, pass the Bible. Gosh. Pass the Bible. Well, before we do that, <laughs> no, let's... we're not going to discuss this. Uh, that is that. Why wouldn't we? We should discuss this. This is. We're going to try and no. There is no figuring out meaning. Well, what what sticks I out to think. you? Uh, it's something I'm feeling. I can't describe it. Well, I can't try. Use uh, your, no, no. Use your no, words, Jeffrey. No, because describing it will will throw me. Out of whack, like oh, I know exactly. No, that's you don't not have to know it exactly. No, I don't. I, I'm tell you right now, I don't know, but I know, and I can't. It is something with the last part of, of Peter, but I can't. It's more, and it is more encouragement to like go. Can forward. you read that again? Oh my God! You guys I'm are gonna, pressing no, in. I'm, I'm going to respect pressing Jeff. In I'm going to respect okay. you leaving that there. I just want to hear it one more time. Go. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. 
But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Yeah, I think... uh... I love the get behind me Satan thing. He's not calling Peter the actual Satan. It's just like the accuser. Like, Well, I think maybe Jesus is being a little bit snarky with the using Satan. It'd be interesting to go into the, the actual language. Is he doing a noun or is it the descriptor, like the title? Because it's Satan in Job, for example, is a title. It's not what we think of as the devil now. That's not what they were writing about. It's more like a title of the, the accuser in court is the sat, uh, the Satan. And so if Jesus is doing that a little bit, it, it'd be interesting if he's using like a double meaning of, of like the world wants for Peter, Peter wants, he sees Jesus as Messiah and Messiah is going to lead the overthrow of Rome. That's the way the world works. We need to overthrow our enemies. Mm-hmm. And the way of God is not that. It, Jesus' purpose and the way of God was. Uh, so to connect this to you, Jeff, does this feel, when you hear that, based on what you were sharing earlier today, maybe this is this is some prophecy. What I think about for you is, do you feel like you have been thinking about the things of men more than the things of God as of late and that God is calling you to think to reverse that. What you're saying, I I can't really, I can't, I can't, first of all, I can't pick apart what you read out of the Bible and say, this is, oh, this is X, Y, and Z, and this is what's been going on. And that's why, you know, this fits it. That's not, I can't put into words what it is, but I know what I have to be doing and praying about and, and taking action you might not know the details, but you've got your compass and you know the direction it's pointing you to go. Right. And the reason I say I can't get into this is because I know how my I know how I'm wired and the more I think and mm. talk about it and try and mm. reason it out, the more I walk myself right out of it's gonna you'll yeah, convince lose yourself its away power. From it. okay. lose its mistake. Right. That's fair. All right. Well That's then fair. stop. Also, you're bound by a non-disclosure agreement, so you can't talk about it. <laughs> Hold on, before you do this, I gotta go. I gotta go pee. I'll edit that out. I never. Well, I, I, George Michael. That was. I'm thinking of the sexy sax man. Um. Well, I know he said he was sh- he was opening up to shoot for the New Testament, but I just opened up to Kings. Do you have your thumb on it? I yes. Okay, hold it there. Does that count? Yeah, just leave it. So oh. the Bible got thrown. <laughs> no, Andy. No. Yes, leave it. No, I'm I'm leaving it. Yeah, the Andy had the Bible. This is a physical Bible. What's the version? Looks like New International. 
version. Yes. And that's what Andy used to prophesy over Jeff. And now it, Jeff he put threw his it thumb me. on a page. I, no, I op- yes, I opened it up. I put my thumb not only on the page, but on the verse in Okay. Yes. It should be noted that the Bible is a faux leather with <laughs> it's blue. It's a deep we, we're talking maybe deeper than indico blue, maybe navy. And it's got a corresponding ribbon color of the same variety. Did um, you say indico blue? Indico? Indico. There's no indigo. sound in there. I said indigo. Um, also, I use Indiecoco uh, to raise money for my what? favorite. <laughs> it's stupid. Hey, guys, that was so dad. Hey, Jeff. Jeff's prophesying. What are you doing on your phone? I'm... <laughs> So Looking guys, for another translation. I need another. Um, I need another set of contacts because my eyes are so bad. <laughs> uh oh! Like, <laughs> as in, you need to put a second set of contacts onto your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I need lizard eyeballs. <laughs> That's how bad your eyes are. You wear two sets of contacts at the same time. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, all right. First Kings. One Kings. Verse 22. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan, the prophet, arrived. Her name is Nathan? I, 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 Who's she? I don't know. Who's this mystery lass? Nathan. It says, <laughs> while she was speaking, while Nathan. she... <laughs> Seems weird. Continue. No, I'm, okay. While she was The Bible's still more gender fluid than you guys think. Speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived. Are you Nathan? Whoa, the prophet. We were talking about prophets. This is... <laughs> this is happening. Which, yes. And they told the king, Nathan the prophet is here. So he went before the king and bowed with his face to the ground. Jeff sounds like he's learning to read. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, you're doing great, man. You're doing better than... You're showing so much progress. Keep going. I read to a bunch of sixth graders on Zoom today. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I am reading like this. (laughs) No, I wasn't. (laughs) They're like, this isn't helping, Mr. Pearson. How come half of your your videos are off and I hear snoring? Nathan said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I cannot see, guys. Get your phone out, then. Do it on your phone if you need to. No, I I like this. Keep going. He's only got like a sentence more. I'm beyond the verse. But I I feel like I should press in. Have you, my Lord, the King, declared that Gosh darn it. What's the verse? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if God wanted me to hear that, uh, he would have given you better eyes. Seriously. What's the verse? 1 Kings, verse 22. Whoa, what is this? Hey, Bros Bibles beer fans. Uh, I just want you to appreciate this moment. We are reading the actual Bible. (laughs) And we are starting the new year off on a biblical foot. So twenty-two. What you're welcome. Uh, this is it's. Oh, the first chapter. Sorry, not twenty-two. You mean sorry. first Kings I'm one? I'm so sorry. One Kings one. Sorry, first Kings chapter. I'm so sorry. First Kings chapter one, verse twenty-two. 
Guys, remember, Jeff goes to 11. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is three sentences. Jeff has not been able to make it through three sentences. Okay. <laughs> His eyes are so bad. Jeff, I prophesy over you. I see in your future, you're going to an optometrist, and you're going to get this sorted out. <laughs> okay, I'll go tomorrow. Paul did say we see through a glass dimly. Jeff is just way dimmer. Man. I've been losing my eyesight quickly this last year. I think there's a, there's like Guinness in that glass. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I do have it. I do have it now. Thanks. Thanks. While she was still speaking with the king, Nathan the prophet arrived, and the king was told, Nathan the prophet is here. So he went before the king and bowed with his face to the ground. Nathan said, Have you, my lord, the king, declared that Adonijah... Adonijah. Oh, Adonijah. Thank you. Shall be king after you, and that he will sit on your throne. On your throne? Today he has gone down and sacrificed great numbers of cattle, fattened calves, and sheep. He has invited all the king's sons, the commanders of the army, and Abiathar, the priest. Right now, they are eating and drinking with him and saying, Lord, live King Adoniah, but me, your Long servant. live? Long, sorry, long live. What did I say? Long live King Adoniah, but me, your servant, and Zach, Zadok. Zadok. Nice. <laughs> nice try, Jeff. By the way, it's it's good to know, man. You put 25-point font in front of Jeff's face. He can read. <laughs> Dude, I lost it. Andy finished for me. Uh, Z- but, but me, your servant, and Zadok the priest, and Beniah, Beniah, son of Jehoiada. Benihana. Benihana. Benihana's son of jo- Je- <laughs> Jehoiada. <laughs> And your servant Solomon, he did not invite. Is this something my lord the king has done without letting his servants know? Who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? Uh, no, that's for him, Zach. What do you get? What are you guys thinking with that? That's for you. Okay. Well, I don't have. I'm not rendered speechless. I have nothing. Okay, I had this I had this prophecy that you're to read it three times tomorrow at noon. But that's like mid stock market. I gotta That's not mid stock market, that's final hour. I know. I don't know. Just Hey, can you read it three times tomorrow around noonish and then send a voxer and I'll try to dump it into the uh, podcast and then we'll just uh we'll include tomorrow whatever you respond with. Oh, you don't want me to you can read do- it out loud to Voxer three times. You want me to give a response? Yeah, just give a response after you read it three times tomorrow, and then we'll add it in to the podcast. Yeah, if you guys remind me, I will do that. Jeff, you're on it. What do you think? You're going to remind me? At noon, while the stock market's in play? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Yes, I'm going to set my alarm right now. Oh, wait, I got to set my alarm to wake up in the morning. Shoot. Can somebody wake me up at 6.30? Well, I will do that. I will do that. And I'm... um, I don't know what it is. It might not even have anything... What's funny is it might not even have anything to do with the actual reading of it. Something might happen in that moment while you're reading it that was unexpected, has nothing to do with the actual verse that you're reading. 
which that's a whole other ball of wax. It's a God thing. It might be. Did you specifically turn to a page for Andy? Nope. I put my finger, I had my eyes closed, and I flipped through, and I stuck my finger on Andy's prophecy. And? (laughs) (laughs) Dude. (laughs) I, for one, would like to... uh... That is a new one, man. (laughs) Show open. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Timestamp. Yeah, okay, I know where that is now. Okay. Uh yeah, well I I would it feels like we should have done this at the top, but uh welcome listener to uh Bros Bibles and Beer invent their own uh religious practices. Continue, Zach. All right. All right. My Zach prophecy touch Andy's prophecy. With my finger, I'm gonna keep it clean, but my fingers on his prophecy. My tongue is going to describe it. <laughs> uh, we almost got Andy to lose some beer out of his mouth. It was close. <laughs> I kept it in. All right. Obadiah. Nope. Ohola. Engaged in prostitution while she was still mine and she lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians, warriors clothed in blue, maybe even indico governors and commanders, all of them handing young men and mounted horsemen, handsome young men, mounted horsemen. She gave herself as a prostitute to all the elite of the Assyrians and defiled herself with all the idols of everyone she loved lusted after. She did not give up the prostitution. She began in Egypt when during her youth, men slept with her, caressing her virgin bosom and poured out their lust upon her i could go on but that's it a woman (laughs) 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 oh uh so right you are that's from ezekiel 23 Mm. verse 5 through what do you guys think that means for me (laughs) for me (laughs) don't whore don't let your faith be hoard out to other things. I think it's no. similar to Jeff's. No. I'm interpreting it similar to Jeff's. I don't think you should do that. Don't caress the virgin bosoms of other ideas about God that involve the ways of the world. Go back to the loving embrace of the breasts of the King of Kings eagle that lifts you up on eagle's wings and shelters <laughs> you under those things. Um, the the greatest don't be a f- the greatest thing about when somebody prophes- prophecies prophesies in to someone is that you get to interpret not the person prophesying so that all how dare you maybe so Zach is at a line. What are you guys consuming? Also, I need to check and see if we have any reviews to read. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Bros, Bibles, and Beer. And so I, th- I think people should uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and then tell your friends and subscribe and all wherever you find the podcast. But what are you consuming, Jeff? So probably why I'm so dry in the Bible is I 
have been consuming. I walked, watched all of, um, oh my gosh, I've been watching Saul, ugh, better call Saul, but that was from Breaking Bad. I watched all of Breaking Bad again. And within about, oh my, within about 10 days, 10 days, two weeks, something like that. And then we're watching with my wife, I'm watching uh, Better Call Saul. And we're in like the second season. But I hadn't seen that before. And that is pretty much all we have been consuming. And uh, I love the characters on, on Better Call Saul. It's, uh, it's, it's a good show. It it's uh it good. did you know that, did you know that the bob odenkirk who's the lead actor from that saul yes has a movie coming out that we need to go see it's called nobody have you yep. seen the trailer for this I have. No. from the director or the someone who's involved in in the john wick films did this one well i like john and wick he looks like a bad it Ass. It I will looks send like you middle aged guy at the end what? of his rope and snaps. Oh Odin Kirk looks like a oh badass. My yes. Gosh. If, you, I'll send you the trailer. I love maybe this is character fair. in Dude. It, I love his Saul character. Maybe it's not fair, but oh my gosh. Uh, falling down with Michael Douglas yes. came to mind. Yes, it's of it's a man like at the oh, end okay. of his rope okay. that snaps and it takes care of business in the most worldly of ways. That is not condoned as a Christian man, but, but feels amazing when you watch man. it. <laughs> the fleshly part of you is going to be enjoying this. Uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, before I forget about it, guys, uh, Tenant, did you uh, did you watch it yet? No. Nope. I saw it in the theater. Tencent? Where? I went to the On- Irvine Spectrum. They, I don't. Are they still open? They might have locked back down. But they were open briefly in the midst of the lockdown. It was great. There was like four people in there and our family went and saw it. Incredibly loud. Great. That's what you want. Yeah. For that movie. Anyway. Did you watch it? No, it's streamable now. I was going to see if you guys wanted to come over and watch it. Yes, I do because I need to watch it 17 more times to understand it. Okay, good. Let's watch that together. Uh, Can I watch it tonight and then we'll watch it a second time at your place? I have to work tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm gonna watch it tonight. No, you can watch it tonight. At I your own place. Oh, that's true. No, don't save it. Save yourself for us. Yeah, <laughs> save your virgin bosoms. Yeah. for us for your virgin movie now that watching you've talked bosoms. About it, I have no. Take my I privacy. Can't. Besides, after mentioning bosoms and all that, you're gonna go home. You're not gonna be watching movies. That's a good point. What am I'm I just saying, doing? go home. Do what you're gonna do. Be with your wife. That's not gonna happen this week. I don't know what you're talking about, but she's women menstruating. Could you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have been consuming <clears throat> vitamin D3. Of course she is. Our wives are on the same cycle. Hey T, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. No, she knows no. you love her and none of us are making fun of it. It's God's biology. There, I have seen some people say that the period is a curse that God put on women, which is different theology than I would hold. But uh, well, I kind of put it on men too. Get out in the desert for a week. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> vitamin D three. I've been taking a lot of vitamin D three because uh, I've read and heard that it's really helpful in improving your immune system. I'm going to get vitamin D three tonight. 
and I'm going to watch Tenet. I like it. Thank you. And 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 then I've also been are you taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do whatever you tell me, Andy. <laughs> uh, you actually you did the third thing, which is played VR golf. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I shank you very much. So yeah, uh, I'm not a good golfer. Uh, I'm a good mini golfer. But I'm a danger to myself and others when it means that we're getting on like an actual golf course. Mm. Well, actually, I just have this aversion to spending a bunch of money to do things that I suck at. It's so fun. Anyway, uh, so it was on sale and I bought VR golf and I've been doing some VR golf and it's oddly satisfying and in the same breath, really frustrating. Which, Jeff, you did tonight and you can attest. (laughs) Super frustrating. You can attest to the fact that when you... When it doesn't go well, it's frustrating. Like, why am I missing the ball every single time? But when you nail it. Yeah, but when I first nailed it, it's like, oh, there's a slice 90 yards to the right. <laughs> but once you That's drilled it. That's what I found was most accurate about it. Yeah. Is my few swings. <laughs> so it's weird. You don't have the club head. You don't have the weight of the club head. You just have the controller. Right. It's so weird. How does the system know that I've been drinking already? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the few times that I made really good contact and crushed it, it yeah. was very satisfying. But then you look up and I see the most ridiculous power fade. It's mm. it's a brutal slice, yeah. which is my golf game. Just so, a brutal slice. It's accurate. I've been getting better, though. I've been getting better at that. So... Uh, there, there's something to that. I, I enjoyed, so I enjoyed just being able to get in there and take some swings and uh, do some VR golf. And Lindsay and I were trying to find another series to get into to watch. And flight attendant, I tried to get her into curb your enthusiasm. Uh, uh, Larry, Larry David, Larry David, and that bombed she we we tried to start from the very top like the very first season the very first episode it's the seinfeld guy i know and i was like well you liked seinfeld did you watch Seinfeld? yeah that didn't go well and then we tried to do veep i it it didn't veep is good i i think it was just we weren't both into into Mm. paying attention to it but um i'm lagging behind on it already because we're like a week and a half into it but our church is doing, uh, they're reading through the Gospel of Luke this month. And at the same time, I had a friend reach out and uh, talk about reading through Proverbs. And so I'm I'm going to try to play catch up. I need to play catch up on Luke and I'm going to try to play catch up on Proverbs. And I don't typically do that. Like, I'll be super honest. It's not something that I, uh, on my own, tend to sign up to go for. But uh, Proverbs is solid proverbs is good like you're not going to walk away from reading proverbs uh in a worse place or with deep seated questions and wondering why unless you're hyper literal because there's one woman back nice whoa men whoa uh men there's one that's so i married an axe murderer there's one proverb and the following one, where one of them says, uh, don't answer a fool according to their folly, because blah, 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 blah. The next one says, answer a fool according to his folly, because blah, 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 blah. I've literally seen crit- critics of the Bible be like, it's contradictory. See right there, it's saying you to do two different things. And if that's the way you're reading Proverbs, 
You're Brian you're, Regan. You're reading it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the comedian. I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Uh, Thank you, Andy, That's the way you're reading it. That's who you are. Brian Regan, my jokes sound like this when I talk to... If you read the Bible like Sam Harris, you're in trouble. That one's not as funny as Brian Regan. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Sam Harris, but he's not a good... He noted one of the four horsemen of the atheist apocalypse. Uh, he's His critiques of the Bible are pretty bad. And I have a lot of criti- critiques of the Bible, personally. What are you consuming, Zach? All right, thank you for getting me off that. Um, we have been binging through on HBO Go, HBO Max, they have... Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies, uh, not the extended versions, um, which I'm a little disappointed about because I do like all that extra stuff, even though it makes every movie four hours. Have you ever done the full, a full day? We did one time. uh, Who's we? The, well, there are remnants of them in the home group that you are a part of that you weren't in at the time. But when we lived in Santa Margarita, California, in our uh, later early thirties, early thirties. So like a decade ago, probably we did the three Lord of the Rings extended versions. We started at eight o'clock in the morning with donuts and coffee and we did all of them. It ended up, we bloodshot eyes, everyone hating each other. <laughs> oh my we God. We finished at like 10 something at, at night. night. We took a break for lunch and all that stuff. And then, you know, drinking oh, in the meantime and all that stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad we did it. But towards the end, it's like, what are we doing? I I can't do this anymore. It's oh, so long. My gosh. But we did it because we had to. And I think it might we be. We hate it. We hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that is. We hate it, my precious. That's a long day. We hate the Lord of the Rings. I don't know if I would like that or not. I mean, I love freaking movies. Uh, I love them, but I don't know about I the tried, trilogy. I tried to do it once, and I was it was in the in my twenties, and even then, I I think we bailed on it. I think we we were like no, nope. and but and I don't and I can't remember if it was the extended versions or not. So sorry. yeah, I will say that I sitting down and mostly not having devices on. You know how you're watching a movie, but you look at your phone, all that stuff. I was able to get in the movies again. The Hobbit movies I haven't really loved that much, um, partly because you're just distracted when you're watching them. But there's there's little quirks that Peter Jackson did, if I might opine on movie making techniques, where it's like it's the version. My axiom with worship music players is just because you can it doesn't mean you should. Uh, in terms of because you can play it like that, you don't need to. Uh, and I think there's a couple times where they have new animation technology and they're trying to make Legolas do the craziest shit because he's the cool elf. And it just comes off as weird and wonky a couple of times. And so that kind of stuff bugs me, knowing how far technology has pro- progressed. The stories are great. I want the Star Wars slash Marvel treatment of the Tolkien estate needs to release that stuff because I need... There's so many characters in the books that weren't in the movies that deserve their own movies. You could do different spinoffs, movies, uh, Tom Bombadil. I'm thinking it like that. Also, I love Christopher Nolan. I I love his movies. His uh, You mentioned Tenet. Tenet, I need to watch it four more times before I can 
determine if it's up there. What are I'm sorry, what are other Christopher Nolan movies? The Batman. Bat- Batman Begins, Batman the, the Joker one, Heath Ledger. He did he rebooted Batman and that's what I'm thinking with Lord All of the Rings. All the good Batmans. Yeah. I don't Christian okay, Bale. I did see, I Christian did see, Bale. Jo- I did see the Inception, Joker. Interstellar. Okay, that's Inception's where I know Christopher. What Nolan was the from. name of the one with the guy that had tattoos? <clears throat> he had failing memory. This is one of his first ones. He he would tattoo himself because he knew he would forget. Yes, uh, it's called Memento. Memento. Yes, mm. I need to go back and watch that. That's one of his earlier ones. Anyways, uh, Mentos, the breath maker. <laughs> yes, man, this has been a a really punny episode guys and i just have enjoyed it um it's wild i would like christopher nolan to reboot the hobbit <laughs> what'd you just do i just accidentally lowered my chair but i stayed on mic because i have good posture how'd you, you get handicapped I don't know, with my with your butt <clears throat> cheeks anyways i i am really enjoying going back through the trilogies of the hobbit and lord of the rings especially with my girls uh it's been fun they are great stories with timeless truths and also yeah. i want christopher nolan to remake all of them because uh, i don't really like peter jackson's style uh, uh, sorry i appreciate that by the way i didn't mention um we're watching better call saul with our girls how would you do that last night after my wife went to bed my 13 year old girl Kendall comes out and says, come on, let's watch the next episode. Because I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I I realize thinking of Breaking Bad and then going to Better Call Saul is just spinoff, but it's actually not that bad. There is some foul language. Yeah, it's not as but bad as to, Breaking Bad. I mean, honestly... What I really like is there was a relationship. You can talk about it. There's a relationship between Saul. Well, he's not Saul yet, but and Jamie McGill and the woman who's with the the law, the other law firm, the blonde, and they always show them. You know they were together because they're waking up in the morning, but they never show anything. There's not even it's there's no nothing. Not even a boo. And I'm like, this is. Oh man, I appreciate this. I, I I'm like I think I'm okay with my 13 year old sitting next to me and watching this with me, and she's just happy to be sitting there watching a show with her parents. That's really all that she cares. It's about. good storytelling, and it's better than them watching the Emmys or something, which are com- or the Grammys. Oh my gosh, those are coming up. Thanks for choosing something that's so God, garbage. That's lame. We did watch Peanut Butter Falcon the other night. Oh, I love that, and. That it was one of the sweetest movies I've seen in a long time, and I just mean I mean sweet as in like it is very heartfelt. It's pure, and I don't sweet care like like creamy Jif. Sweet, stop like it, crunchy Skippy. I'm a Skippy man. Okay, uh, and I don't care what your feelings are about Shia LaBeouf. Before that, when you watch that, you can't not like him. It's impossible, and uh. It's sweet and um, it's worth watching. And we watched it with our girls. And and have you seen this? Have you seen? No, it? it's uh, my oh sister. Dude. Hi, Gina. I love you. Come on. She told me a long time ago you need to watch this movie, and it's in the queue. Just haven't done it. Yeah. So, without giving too much away, the general idea is that you have a, a Down syndrome uh, guy who's in his early twenties. 
<clears throat> whose family effectively abandoned him to the system and he breaks out. Fantastic breakout. <laughs> Fantastic. He breaks out and he encounters Shia LaBeouf and they go on a Mark Twain-esque adventure. And it's so good and it's so sweet. It is. And, um, and what what you end up what I ended up loving was just seeing um I don't know was seeing I love the back and forth. Shia LaBeouf's humanity. He's a pretty broken, beat up, like, you know, you get a little bit of his backstory that his life has been pretty tough and, and he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of apologies that he uh a lot of things to regret in his life. And and so he's pretty hardened. And how he treats this this uh, this young guy is is pretty sweet. And um, so anyway, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. I don't want to give too much away. It's hard to like balance of. I saw that months and months it. ago, and my wife told me you got to watch Peanut Butter Falcon. We watched it last night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching. Let's. And she's like, you've got to watch it. I'm like, fine. Two weeks later, I think I watched it alone. It's so. Good. I I get. It. I'm like, I got. Um, it's midnight. I got tears. I'm all alone on the I couch. Know. I'm like, oh man, that was such a good movie. I, I will give this one teaser for children of the late 80s slash early 90s. If you ever watched WWF and you know who Jake <laughs> the Snake Roberts is. I totally forgot about that. Zach, do you know who Jake the Snake Roberts is? I do. He's in this movie. Are you in for a treat? Nice. He's in the movie. Awesome. Well, what I want to know is, thank you for listening. And what I want to know is, know. <laughs> what I want to know is, that's like my perfect, that's the way my brain works. I reboot. The reboot of that thought is that I want to know if you've been prophesied over listener or if you've prophesied over people, how has that been? I'm talking weird stuff or great stuff, supernatural stuff even. Um, feel free to let us know at Bros Bibles Beer on all the socials or email brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. Zach, Zach, God just told me, Zod just told me, frogs, frogs for you. I don't know what that is, but frogs for you. Thank you. Magnolia. Frogs. Watch Magnolia. I've seen that. Yeah. Frogs falling from the sky. <laughs> yeah. By the way, 12 o'clock tomorrow, three readings First Kings, First Kings, chapter one, verse twenty-two. Okay, take it all the way to the end, wherever that leads you. Read it three times, and then maybe you'll get this. Maybe the Easter egg will be at the end of the episode of my Voxer, or whenever Andy decides to put it in. Frogs. But, okay. Yeah, frogs are toads. Right, well, thanks, guys. Thank you, Scott, for saving the the world's internet wherever you are working overtime. That's right. Yeah, he's trying to get Parlor back up and running. <laughs> <laughs>